Lecture topic. Appreciating Zul Hija. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafaa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen astafaa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-fajri wa layalin ashr. Sadaqallahul azim. Most respected students of Deen, mothers and sisters, Allah Ta'ala has created us and Allah Himself has mentioned what has insan been created for. If we had to be asked what is the purpose of our creation and we had to just be left to ourselves to come to an to an answer, to come to a conclusion, Allah knows best what we will say and what we may have thought about. We have been told time and again by our ulama-i kiram, our muallimas, by others, the ayat of the Quran Sharif that describe and mention the purpose of our creation but if we did not know this at all and suddenly the question was posed to us that what is the purpose of our creation we may be either completely lost or we may give some answers that are totally in contradiction to what is actually the purpose somebody might say that the purpose of my being in this dunya is to just enjoy the leisures and pleasures and comforts of this world and try to make merry as best as I can and that's my purpose so therefore now all the time the focus is towards how to as we call it in inverted commas enjoy life there is no harm in enjoying life but not in the sense that the dunya generally understands what is the meaning of enjoying life the true enjoyment can only be when there is some purpose in it. A person is slogging and burning the midnight oil in order to learn for an examination, the metric exams or whatever exam somebody is sitting for his last exams to pass and to graduate as a doctor, somebody something. And he is really putting in a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. And somebody asks him that, are you in a state of torture? He says, no, I'm enjoying it. He says, but you're all these long nights and hard work and not having the time to go and be part of some merrymaking of going to gallivant around here and there and what not that people are doing. You are away from all that. They seem to be having a great time and you are having a very, very difficult time. So he says, no, no, the difficulty or the hardship or whatever it is, it's all in the mind. If you think that it is a torture, then it's up to you. But for me, this is, I'm enjoying it. Because I can see the benefit that comes after this. So he's got a purpose. He's got some purpose that he has defined for himself. So that has made that sacrifice very easy, in fact, very enjoyable. Now a person who has the purpose of life being just to enjoy life 
in terms of the material things of life, the leisures and pleasures of life, how to improve the so-called, in big inverted commas, quality of life. The so-called quality which the Western lifestyle has promoted. That the quality of life is that you must have the best of the material things. You must be living in the lap of luxury and comfort. You must be able to have whatever you desire in terms of the material things. You must be able to go and uh, fly around to all kinds of so-called holiday destinations whenever you wish. This is the concept of so-called quality of life that the Western lifestyle has put forward and has promoted. So therefore they find that very enjoyable and that's what they live their lives for. But then how long? And what is the end result of that? Do they really get happiness out of it? So the reality is that happiness cannot come from all these things. It's just an artificial appeasement that a person gets for a short time and then he's back to square one and worse off. So in any case, that's another whole chapter. The point is that if we were asked the question that what is the purpose of our being in dunya, why are we here, what is our purpose? Then if it was left to us, Allah knows best what answers we will give. Somebody would talk about some sport, somebody would talk about some making money, somebody would talk about something else. But Allah Ta'ala did not leave it to us to figure this out for ourselves. Allah Ta'ala who is our creator, who is our sustainer, Allah Ta'ala who is our provider, who gives us everything, has given us everything and we are totally dependent on Him and we will have to stand in front of Him on the day of Qiyamah and give an account of our deeds. So the being who created us and in front of whom we have to give an account one day, He knows us best and He knows why we are here, why He created us. So Allah Ta'ala Himself says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have not created Jinnat and insan, human beings, except for one purpose, liya'budun, so that they may worship us. They may worship Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has created insan for His worship. That Allah alone is the creator and Allah alone will be worshipped. So now this is the purpose of creation. Now, what is this ibadat all about? So the ibadat is total subservience, total submission to Allah Ta'ala. Every aspect of life we do it how Allah Ta'ala wants. What will make, what will earn us Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Not what we desire and how we desire to do it. But what will please Allah Ta'ala. So then that person knows his purpose. The person sitting for that exam, he's studying hard for it. He's trying to work out how to be able to answer that paper in a way that the examiner gets happy, he gives him the full marks. So now, if it's an essay, he's making it, uh, presenting it in a better way. He's trying to really make it very, very smart and present it in a way that the person reading it will be captivated by it. Why? If he gets happy about how it was answered, he's going to give an A pass. So for the dunya, 
we are concerned about who we can please and how we can please them. Whereas this dunya is a very, very short place we are in. We are all headed to the akhirat. And our lives are meant to be devoted to Allah Ta'ala. So we have been created for this ibadat. But being the kind of people we are, we lose sight of this. And we start putting our entire attention and focus on things that are not the primary object of life. We start making the necessities into objectives. So there are certain things in life which we will nevertheless do, we will get occupied in it to a point, we will have to earn a living, that's now every head of the house, the father, the husband, it is his responsibility to go and earn for the family. Then as far as a woman is concerned, she has her responsibilities, she has to take care of the household, raise her children, she has to now inculcate that correct Islamic upbringing in them, she has a full-time job. This is her very great task and responsibility and her very great position that she is entrusted with this great responsibility of rearing the children and making them into great individuals who have wonderful qualities and who become an asset to themselves and the entire ummah at large. So she has a very great task and a very great role. The western lifestyle have dragged her out of this and have thrown her into the lion's den under the name of liberation and in that process they have totally destroyed her haya they have destroyed her family life they have destroyed her ability to give quality attention to her children and to rear her children in the correct manner now when she also returns she is too tired to give them any proper attention and uh, everybody must start fending for themselves the bare necessities will be taken care of and uh, everybody is happy we are improving the quality of life for our children but the quality of the real life which is going to matter in the akhirat and in dunya already that is lost the life of deen the life of connecting with Allah Ta'ala so in any case we are digressing again the point is that Allah Ta'ala created us for his worship now we often lose the plot and we become engrossed in things that are not the objective, but rather which on some notes are a necessity, some things are not even a necessity, but they become objectives. And Allah forbid, sometimes some things are completely impermissible, they are haram. And people make that their objective in life. So Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy, from time to time, brings about such occasions, that help this insan to come back on track. That this mu'min who lost the plot, who forgot his way, who forgot his direction, who forgot what his purpose in life is, Allah Ta'ala brings some occasions from time to time in the year that will help this person to find his road again. Help this person to come back to his purpose in life. So among those occasions, a very, very great occasion is the occasion of the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah. And we are on the doorstep of this very great time. It's not a ordinary time, it's an extremely great time. One 
very clear indication of the greatness of this time is in the Quran Sharif itself. And not just an indication, something very clearly mentioned. Allah Ta'ala say, takes a qasam. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam not to convince anybody. Allah is the most truthful. Allah Ta'ala does not need to take a qasam to convince anybody anything. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on various things in the Quran Sharif to highlight the importance of things. To highlight the virtue of aspects. So likewise in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, in Surah Al-Fajr, Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on several aspects. Wal-Fajr walayalin ashr. Wal-Fajr, generally the Mufassirin have explained that this refers to the time of Subuh Sadiq. The time when it is, in our understanding, the Sahri time. For ease of understanding, the Sahri time. The time of Tahajjud, meaning the last portion of the nights. This is a very, very Mubarak time. Du'as are especially accepted in this time. And this time, the auspiciousness of this time, the last one-third portion of the night, is every night of the year. This is a special occasion of each day. Like we said, there are special occasions in the year. There's a special occasion every 24 hours. And that special, very, very special occasion is the last one-third of the night. This is a time when du'as are also readily accepted and it's a very special time to connect with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala at the moment in this time of the year with winter and Fajr being so late many people are up in the time when it is still Tahajjud time either because some people have to go to work early some people have some other commitments so we are waking up which is already early in the sense of it is Tahajjud time so we should take full advantage of this and make a few rakats, at least two rakats of tahajjud and make dua at that time. We have so many issues and we are looking for solutions but we have not made dua. So this is a very, very beautiful occasion, very crucial time not to let to go past without having taken the benefit of it and that is to now engage in some amal, some ibadat and dua especially at this last, this time of the night, last one third portion of the night. So closer to Fajr also is fine, Fajr time coming in meaning, and in that time at least some dua we make. So in any case, this is a very auspicious time, the time of Tahajjud, Sahri time as we know it. Then Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرَ Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on ten nights. Which are these ten nights? So the Mufassireen are Unanimous in the light of various ahadith that this is the time of the first ten nights of Laylatul uh, of Zulhijjah, the first ten days of Zulhijjah and Walayalin Ashr, the nights of Zulhijjah. These are such important days and nights that in one hadith Sharif it is mentioned that a person who fasts on these days, so now we cannot fast on the tenth, so it is called ten days just out of including or rounding it off but actually what is referred to is the first nine days each day the fast of each day is equivalent to the fast of one year meaning in other times of the year at Nafil fast this one fast is equivalent to one year of fasting 
And the ibadat of each night is equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. Subhanallah. Laylatul Qadr comes once a year. Laylatul Qadr is not even a specified night. It is a night that moves and that is uh, that can be occurring in any of the odd nights of Ramadan. But mashallah, people are conscious of it and we do try to take advantage of it. We do try to engage ourselves in ibadat. So here every night is equivalent to Laylatul Qadr. And it is among these reasons that these virtues are so great that many muhaddithin are of the view that as a whole the first ten nights of Zulhijjah are the most virtuous in the year compared to any other time of the year. Yes, there are certain individual and separate amal that will be more virtuous at certain specific occasions other than this, but as a time period, these ten nights of Zulhijjah are more virtuous than any other time in the year. So it's a very great time and very great opportunity to connect with Allah Ta'ala, to come back on track, to come back to that which is our purpose in life, to come back to Allah Ta'ala. And to realize everything else is a necessity, this is the objective. That we connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, we totally give ourselves to Him, we submit ourselves to His command, we refrain from what He has forbidden, we build our hearts and connect our hearts to Him all the time being in His remembrance. This is the direction. This is the direction. And if we didn't have this direction in front of us, then we had lost the plot as they call it nowadays, lost the plot. So now we've gone on to some other plot somewhere. We're not heading towards the plot of Jannad, the higher levels of Jannad. So, it, we should never allow ourselves to get deprived. Imagine if somebody has to now make an announcement that this first 10 days now of the next month, every day, whoever comes to my house, I will be handing out some gifts some parcels, in each parcel will be maybe 10,000 rands. So now if somebody hears this, that person outside his door, from now he says every morning at Fajr time I will open the door and I will dish this out. It is very, very likely we are also going to be standing in the queue and we might even stand the entire night in the queue to be able to be there first. Why? For 10,000 rands. And if we went the first night and got the 10,000, we'll still be there the second night. And we'll still be there the third night. And somebody after the fifth night tells us, but now you've already got 50,000. So now what's the problem if you don't come again for the next three, four nights? She says, no, no, I will be here. I will be here every night. Why? For 10,000 rands. Now for 10,000 rands, we'll even stand in the queue the whole night. This happens. People want to buy some items when there's some opening sale in some big store. Now there's a massive discount on some items. What will be the saving if they had to buy it elsewhere? Then instead of buying it elsewhere, they're going to buy it now in this opening sale. So sometimes the saving is 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Some item that they want to buy, there's a 5,000 rand saving. Or the few items that they want to buy, all put together, 3,000 rand saving. Now for the 3,000 rand saving, it's not an imaginary thing. It's not just a hypothetical thing. This is a reality. People have queued up 
hours in advance, they slept in their cars in parking lots of those stores to be early in line to get in first so that they can get those items. It mustn't get sold out before they get to it. Why? Because they're going to save 3,000 rands. We're talking about 10,000. For 2,000 and 1,000 also people have done this kind of thing. They stood the whole night in the cold too. Now, for dunya, we will push ourselves and make that sacrifice and stand in queues outside some store in order to save the two, three thousand rand, the gain of two, three thousand rand. And now we take example of ten thousand, but what Allah Ta'ala is wishing to bless His servants with, then what is five thousand, and what is ten thousand, and what is ten million, and what is ten billion? It's all like dust compared to what Allah Ta'ala showers to the believers and to His true servants. So now what we learn out of this is, we should not take this time for granted. Not just take it as one of those things now. Well, this has come before. And that is the tragedy. That how many times we have been blessed with these opportunities. That the month of Zul Hijjah came in our life. Ramadan came. The last 10 days of Ramadan came. And so many other occasions come. One is that a person did little bit. So we could have done much more. But chalo, alhamdulillah, the person did little bit. But if it was for dunya, we wouldn't have sufficed with doing a little bit. We would have done a lot. Then there are those who do nothing. So can we imagine that if there was so much of benefit of dunya, so much also this little bit actually, few thousand rands, we would not have allowed ourselves to be deprived. We would have been standing first in the queue, or standing half the night in the queue also. So for the little bit of benefit of dunya, this is the extent of sacrifice people make, we would have made also. But when it comes to these great occasions, who has put the virtue of this? Of these great amal, of these great rewards for amal in this Mubarak time. As in one hadith sharif, Nabi Islam says, Ma min ayyamin, that there are no days wherein good actions are more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than in these ten days. So the Sahaba inquired, Walal jihadu fi sabilillah. Nabi Islam said, not even jihad in other times can compare with the reward of a'mal in these ten days. Yes, except the one person who took all his belongings, everything he owned, and went out to in the path of Allah Ta'ala, and he became shaheed, neither he came back alive, and all his possessions were already spent out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. That person will he will match the reward of a'mal in this time. So he went out in jihad in another time of the year and this was the outcome that everything was spent in the path of Allah Ta'ala included his, including his life also was spent in Allah Ta'ala's path. So he will match the a'mal of somebody else who is making ibadat in this time of the year. So subhanallah can we imagine now who put this virtue? Allah Ta'ala put this virtue. Allah Ta'ala put it for who? When a person has some very big sale, discount, is giving things away at half price, or he's saying, whatever, buy one, get two free. You've heard of buy one, get one free. He's got buy one, get two free. But for what? Why is he doing this? He is not doing it solely to benefit somebody else. He is doing it to benefit himself. Though others are benefiting out of those discounts, 
But his sole reason for all this is his own benefit. Because this is all a marketing ploy, a marketing strategy. So now he grabbed people's attention towards his store, made them walk the path and come there. So now they saw it. So now they came for a discount. But now their whole life they'll be paying him back. Now they'll come over and over again because they saw the store, they got impressed a little bit. So all this was a bait. And now that bait caught who he wanted. So he was apparently giving away a lot, but giving it to gain for himself. Allah Ta'ala is giving, Allah needs nobody's return. Allah Ta'ala is mustaghni. Allah Ta'ala is totally independent of his entire creation. Allah Ta'ala needs nobody and has no need of anybody's anything. Allah is the provider. He has given everything. So Allah Ta'ala needs nothing from anybody. And Allah Ta'ala is still opening out this and showering these blessings. For who? Allah doesn't need anybody's benefit. This is for Allah's servants to benefit. So now, if we hear about some sale, very big sale somewhere, and uh, we hear that the neighbor has some needs also, he has to buy certain things because it's bro- broken down and some whatever else, but he's not interested in going for the sale. See, something is wrong with this fellow. He got about four or five items to buy because it's all now broken down. He needs to replace his stove. He needs to replace something else. He needs to, some other needs. And all this now, if he goes and buys from the store, he'll save 10,000 rands. He'll save 5,000 rands. He's not bothered. And then on top of that, the manager phoned him. And the manager told him, look, there's going to be a big rush. So what you do, you come at a certain time before the doors open. I'll bring you in from the side door and you can buy what you want and go away before the rush comes in. He is saying, no, don't worry about it, it's okay. So his whole family will jump down on him. It seems you're not okay. That's such a big discount. The manager is also telling you, you come, don't worry, no rush. You come and with comfort you can do your shopping and go and you can get all the savings. And you saying, no, it's okay, don't worry. It's me getting very worried that you're not okay. So for dunya, when somebody does not take advantage of some discount somewhere, and that too, if it is available at such with such ease, the manager has now made all these arrangements for him, then we get very concerned about the person if he's somebody close by, if somebody close to us, there's something wrong with this fellow. And we will ourselves never de- get deprived of this. Allah Ta'ala, there's no rush and no queue in taking the rewards from Allah Ta'ala. Everybody has a full comfortable opportunity to take the maximum benefit. In Allah Ta'ala's giving of rewards, there is never a moment that comes that's out of stock. That there's nothing now available now, tomorrow, the next week, when new stock will come, Allah Ta'ala's treasures never ever decrease, let alone ever get depleted. And there is no cure. Everybody has full opportunity. So, now for dunya, we are ready to take all this. What about to take for the purpose in life? So Allah Ta'ala out of His grace brought this great occasion. Allah Ta'ala is opening out this dastarkhan with this tremendous, great, luxurious, ruhani nourishment. And now somebody says, but now, you know what, somebody invited us. We say, no, don't worry, you carry on. So he says, but why are you not coming? He says, no, 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 no reason. I'm just going to be playing some games. Or I'm going to be just relaxing. And now the way is the 
invitation also next door. The invitation also is from the neighbor's house, and she says, "And you know, are you not well? No, no, I'm fine. Everything is fine. But I, you know, going to be just playing some games. So what a insult this will be! And if we had to invite somebody, and he didn't come, or she didn't come, despite all the ease, we'll regard it as a big insult too. Allah Taala is opening out all these rewards, and we don't pay any attention to it." We just take it for granted that, well, they, it's fine, somebody else will be making it, but it's okay for them. And what about us? Is this not a complete disregard for Allah Ta'ala's favors, for Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy? Allah Ta'ala is opening out the opportunities so that we will come and take. And we are showing indifference, especially in the situations that we are facing every other day, so many challenges so many difficulties, people are in a kind of panic that things are becoming so difficult, prices are escalating, things are in shortage and yet we haven't yet realized that we have to make a change in our lives. We are talking about the news items, we are talking about this is happening in this part of the world and that part of the world, we are reading up this item and that item, but have we then come to a conclusion that the whole problem lies with us? Because it is our amal, it is what we are up to, what kind of lifestyle we are adopting, how much of wastage we are getting involved in, and how different we, indifferent we have become towards all these wonderful and great occasions where Allah Ta'ala's rahmat showers down. So this is not a, an, op, an occasion to just be, just wished away, wild away, that well, these things come and go, so another time will come and go. How many times it has come in our life and we showed no consideration to it. What a tragedy. What a great tragedy. So this time round, let us change it. Let us make that determined intention now, a firm resolve that this time is going to be different. We are going to exert ourselves in Amal. It's break, it's a holiday. So why should we allow this to just get wild away? We should be taking extra steps, we should be exerting ourselves, never allowing this to just get wasted. We should be making every effort to get closer to Allah Taala in these Mubarak days. So let us program ourselves. As we said, that among the Amal, fasting on the first nine days, and especially the ninth of Zul Hijjah, it's not Farz, it's not Wajib, and we can't keep all the fasts, we try for some at least, at least a few fasts at least, so we are not showing indifference. Yes, if somebody can't keep any fast too, we cannot rebuke the person, it's not farz or wajib, but it's within our capacity, we should try at least one or two, and especially the ninth of Zul Hijjah, we should try to make every effort to try and keep at least that one fast, the ninth of Zul Hijjah, that this is the day of Arafah, and the day of Arafah has tremendously great virtue. And it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that the one who fasts on the day of Arafah, then this becomes a compensation for the previous and forthcoming year. The minor sins of the previous year and the forthcoming year. Subhanallah, this is no small thing. This is a very great thing. So every night is the Ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. We can't 
exert ourselves to the point of entire night, but even half an hour we can't exert ourselves. There's really no exertion in half an hour. So at least half an hour, we dedicate separately half an hour in the night after Isha, and then we try to wake up at the time of the Hajjud. What's difficult in half an hour? So yes, we need, need to now focus ourselves, program ourselves, that we need to take the maximum benefit. We need to take the maximum benefit in this time, so that we don't lose out. And especially we don't become such that we are showing indifference to Allah Ta'ala for these great occasions, these great opportunities. And if we show that due regard, and we try to do some amal, one or two fasts at least we kept, we made ibadat every night for some time, for 20 minutes, half an hour, Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq more, one hour. But by doing this much also, we are showing appreciation for this great favor from Allah Ta'ala. We are showing gratitude for Allah Ta'ala's great favor. This will draw down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala towards us. And this will bring us back on track, that direction which we forgot, and we went off track. Inshallah, this will become a means of getting back on track. That our purpose in life is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, to recognize our Rabb, and to become totally subservient to Him, to engross our lives in His obedience, in His worship, this is our purpose in life. So now that path that we forgot about, we got lost somewhere, other things distracted us, and we started making dunya our objective, we started making leisure and pleasure our objective, we started making other things our purpose in life, inshallah we'll come out of all these things, and we will still fulfill whatever our, whatever our necessities are, we'll still take care of all our needs, but our purpose in life will become what it's meant to be. Our focus in life will become the akhirat. We will no more now be making dunya our focus and worrying only about how we can beautify dunya and how to engross ourselves in the leisures and comforts of dunya. That whatever Allah blesses us with, we'll make shukar, use it in the correct way. But that's not our objective. That's not our purpose. So, inshallah, we should try and already make our minds up, program ourselves to maximize the benefit of this time, to take the maximum, and to also encourage our families, encourage others, that inshallah, if we spend this time correctly, it will become a means of great benefit for all. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala enable us to appreciate these Mubarak moments to totally refrain from anything that is haram entirely. The least is that we have respect for these moments by never engaging in any haram. Now, many people are unfortunately addicted to the phone, addicted to other things, and these Mubarak occasions come also, and just no difference. We still <coughs> caught up on social media, we still caught up in other things, Allah forbid, haram completely, that is a terrible disaster, a tremendously terrible disaster, just for us to understand it, because these things are in front of us, the floods, the looting, whatever else, that cannot compare to the magnitude of this disaster. That is also was a tragedy, a very great tragedy. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala to save us from all these kinds of difficulties and hardships, but the reality is that if we got spent our time in haram, 
spent our time in things that are displeasing to Allah Ta'ala on such great occasions as well, then that is a disaster beyond these tragedies. That is a disaster. So therefore we need to realize this. We need to remind ourselves, conscientize our families, program ourselves, program others as well. That we can all then focus correctly and spend our time in a positive manner and engage our time in amal. In this way we too will benefit. The barakahs will come in our homes as well, in our communities also. This will become a means of protection from all the various difficulties and hardships. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب